0: Um, did you? I if you answered the question, Josh, I didn't hear you. Did you end up watching indie, the I indie did. trailer? You did. Yes, once. Did you notice your boys in there? I did. Yeah, because I did do a double take. I was like, like, did
1: I forget whole, that Boyd Holbrook was in this movie? I
0: I totally forgot oh. if he was announced.
2: I lose track of how many people are Josh's boy. I thought you were gonna say Desmullins was in the trailer. And I was <laughs>
0: well, he's another one of Josh's boys. Yeah, Josh has a lot of boys. That sounds. I should. We're not gonna use that for the cold open. <laughs> Josh signed off on it, it's fine we're putting this in the cold open To another episode of Brian Guy and his super friends. I'm your host, Brian Liebick, and joining me for this episode is Josh Zorch.
1: Yes, I am I am here. Hello.
0: And Mike Bradley.
1: I miss the intros.
0: Yeah, I I put too much effort into other parts of the outline that I never like. It's the last thing I do, and it's like if I don't immediately <laughs> think of anything, I'm not I'm I'm done. I'm just gonna we're just gonna roll into it.
1: Hey, he remembered both of our full names. But, yeah, it's, you know it's impressive Without notes or cue cards.
0: To be fair, I did write them both down in my outline, just so I didn't forget who was on this episode. So, you know, I got to play it safe here. <laughs> Tricks
2: on him. This is Andy Stoles and, uh,
0: What's up, podcast people? Now you're just going to confuse the listeners. Now everyone's confused. <laughs> Andy has one intro and you just used it. <laughs> Uh, All right, so welcome to, uh, I think, what we sort of refer to as our Back in Black episode, (laughs) where we are going to talk about some new superhero movies with Black in the title. Uh, So we're going to briefly talk, spoiler-free, about Black Adam, which we've been sitting on for a while, um, which we never covered, and I think Josh and I are the only ones that have actually gone out to... No, that's not true. I think Andy saw it, but Andy's not here. Don't Don't let Mike confuse you. Andy's not here. (laughs) Um, So uh, Josh and I have a little bit to say about that one. We'll talk general, spoiler-free, for that. Uh, and then we'll go into Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which all three of us have seen, so we can get into the spoilers for all that stuff when we get there. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it, kicking off with Black Adam. Before we get to some general thoughts, I want to try to summarize the long road that this movie had, because some of you may have forgotten how long Dwayne Johnson has said he is going to play Black Adam. So I'm I'm summarizing an article I found from Slash Film. Uh, About the timeline for Black Adam, so I will link it somewhere, maybe in the description for the episode or something like that if you guys are interested in reading it yourself. Uh, But I'm going to try to go through, I guess, maybe the important type of bits here. Uh, So feel free to, if you guys want to chime in a little bit as I'm rambling, try to stop me in some way, but otherwise I'm just going to keep on rolling. So this began in 2007. Uh, John August began writing a script for DC's Captain Marvel. Not to be confused with Marvel's Captain Marvel, uh, DC's Captain Marvel turned into eventually Shazam. So that's the movie that hit some roadblocks along the way, but it was eventually released in 2019 with Zach Levi playing the role of Shazam. So before Zach Levi got the role, Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, was rumored to be playing Shazam. However, in November of 2003, or sorry, 2007, I'm already screwing this up. Uh, while doing a junket for Southland Tales, Johnson said, Not Shazam, but Black Adam. That's now very clear. He's the character that I can't wait to play. When they first approached me about playing Captain Marvel, they said there was also this interesting character, too, called Black Adam. That This was about a year ago on the set of Get Smart. I said, oh, okay, great. And that was, I guess, all it took to get Dwayne Johnson to play Black Adam. Fast forward to December 2013. The DCEU was just beginning with Man of Steel releasing earlier that year. Johnson tweeted, We just had a big meeting with Warner Brothers' CEO. uh, DC 2014, we will partner up and create the cool badassery. That's all we got. Uh, Summer 2014, while on the junket for Hercules, Johnson said, I am putting my heart and soul and my bones into this role and confirmed that he is still dedicated to bring this character to the screen. September 2014, Darren Lemke joins the jam as a screenwriter. Then it gets reported that Johnson has signed on to play Black Adam in the film presumably to play the antagonist to Shazam. Johnson then tweeted, kneel at his feet or get crushed by his boot. My honor to become Black Adam. So this is the first time he mentions, oh, and he also added hashtag antihero. So it's the first time he mentions this antihero role for the character. Uh, fast forward another three years, January 2017. At this point, the DCEU is in, in a weird place. Batman v Superman underperforms. Suicide Squad overperforms. And Justice League was on the way. Johnson posted on Instagram about a meeting with DC and said, had a very cool and strategic meeting with the heads of DC about their entire universe. As a hardcore DC fan, to get a real sense of the tonal shifts and development coming in these future movies has me fired up. Something we as DC fans have all been waiting for for a very long time. Hope, optimism, and fun. Even when talking about the most ruthless villain, anti-hero of all time, finally coming to life. Prepare yourselves, DC Universe. So he's still hyping this up. Like, we, there's no, from 10 years, 2007 to two, 2017, nothing has happened with this movie, but he's still just, it's coming. I'm Black Adam, it's coming.
1: He, he's the master of willing things into existence. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Uh, January 19th, 2017, it was revealed that Warner Brothers expanded their plans. Shazam is still happening, but now Black Adam was getting his own solo movie. And as Slashfilm mentions in their article, Johnson's star power had grown so much in the 10 years since he had first announced the role they decided to give him uh, his own movie for an unfamiliar comic book villain that no one really knows about. That's the that's the kind of pull that, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has at this point. Uh, May 2017, Johnson talks with MTV and continues to hint that Black Adam will face off against Shazam at some point. He says, we've had... Great discussions with Jeff Johns over at DC. This is a really, really fun, cool time for DC right now because they're in the process of truly world-building and building out. We're seeing that with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. We have a few surprises down the line. So what we decided to do was actually create a scenario where Black Adam is having his standalone movie. Captain Marvel slash Shazam will have his own standalone movie. And then we're building our world up, and then we can come together at some point or at some other point. So there's still... Teasing this showdown, whether or not that actually happens, we sh- I guess we're still waiting for that, but beside the point. Uh, September 2017, Johnson posts on Instagram following the release of It, saying, most of all, congrats to director Andy Muschietti for making such a defining film. You knocked it out of the fucking park. Great talking with you, man, and we're going to have some fun working together down the road. After that post, it was assumed Andy Muschietti would direct Black Panther. That didn't happen. Black Instead, Adam. he eventually came on, or sorry, yeah, what did I say? Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, Black Adam, sorry. Good catch. Uh, that eventually didn't happen. Instead, he came on to direct another DC property that was in development hell, The Flash. Which, we'll see if that ever movie, you know, sees the light of day. That's still yet to be seen. Unlikely. Yeah. Uh, November 2017, the Wrap reports that a story for storyline for The Suicide Squad 2 would involve the Suicide Squad being tasked with tracking down a weapon of mass destruction. That weapon would have been Black Adam. Eventually, that got pushed aside, and James Gunn gave us The Suicide Squad, which did not feature Black Adam. However, it does seem the basis for the story might have stuck for what we got with the Black Adam we had released this year, where the Justice Society kind of takes the place of what The Suicide Squad would have done. Uh, April 2018, while on the junket for Rampage, Johnson offers another update. Script came in. It's great. We're working on it. If things come together in the way we anticipate them coming together, that feels like a 2019 movie. Didn't happen. Uh, July 2018, at this point we knew Black Adam movie was happening but still wasn't sure, weren't sure when it was going to show up in the upcoming Shazam movie Uh, Johnson then confirmed that he would not be part of Shazam but hoped that they would cross paths in a DC movie in the future Uh, and then actually in a Vanity Fair article from August 11th of this year Johnson had told the publication that the original story for Shazam was to have Shazam and Black Adam share an origin story since they're basically born from the same thing Uh, But Johnson felt that was a disservice to the character of Black Adam and suggested to DC and Warner Brothers that Shazam should be its own movie in the tone that they want to make, and then Black Adam should be separate as well. So again, Dwayne Johnson pulling strings, that's what we got. Uh, Continuing in July 2018, in the wake of Justice League's failure, Johnson had this to say to Variety. Black Adam is coming along, the script is coming along, I'm very happy with it. That's a project that's obviously you want to take your time with. I think it's in a very interesting, or sorry, it's in a very exciting time right now with DC because there's some rejiggering going on. There's reconfiguring, reconfiguration going on. They're looking at the macro map of the DC universe, and I know those guys are working diligently at DC and Warner Brothers too, working closely with our producers too to see how Black Adam unfolds in the universe. Who's to say if they ever stuck to that plan? We don't fucking know because the DC universe is a mess. Uh, summer 2019. Also from Dwayne Johnson. Uh no he yeah, that was that was mine <laughs> there. Uh summer twenty nineteen. For a while there was a lot of talk of the movie being worked on and coming together, still no firm production date or release date. Uh in the summer of twenty nineteen, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh Jimmy Colette Sarah was hired to direct Black Adam after just coming off directing Jungle Cruise, which starred Johnson. So that becomes our director. This guy, after coming off of Jungle Cruise, had enough rapport with Johnson, they got together to finish Black Adam. October 2019, Johnson teases the production will start in July of 2020. Now, if you remember what happened in 2020, that obviously didn't happen. Uh, November 2019, he followed up with an Instagram post with concept art and poster uh, and the release date of December 22nd, 2021. Didn't happen. Uh, April 2020, which is when the pandemic hit, Johnson confirmed that the production schedule has been delayed due to the pandemic. At the time, He thought production would ramp back up at the end of the summer or early fall. That didn't happen. Uh, August 22nd, 2020. We're knee-deep in the pandemic, even in the summertime. Uh, These are all the in-person events like Comic-Cons, conventions, all that stuff getting canceled. Uh, Warner Brothers debuted DC FanDome, which was an online fan event where they talked about their upcoming slate, had a presentation for a lot of stuff. So during that... They played a teaser trailer for Black Adam, which featured concept art for the film, narrated by Johnson, and set up the story of Black Adam. So that's our first kind of, like, real footage, not footage, but, like, video teaser that we got. Which, again, from 2007 to summer of 2020, before we got any type of, like, video.
2: And... I don't know if we mentioned Black Adam, but I think you can go back and listen to a podcast of us talking about what happened at the DC fandom.
0: We did cover that at the time, yeah. I don't remember so. what all we covered at that show because I remember the Batman taking up a lot of our time there. I think, but
2: yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, that might we have been something we covered. You can go back and listen to that somewhere two years ago.
0: Plus. Yeah, if I was doing my research, I would have pulled up what episode number that was, but I'm gonna make the audience find out for themselves. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, April 9th. 2021 Johnson posts on Instagram and shares a photo of the start of principal photography for black Adam. And then that culminates to the movie finally releasing October 21st, 2022, just under 15 years since it was first talked about that he would take the role. That is a long fucking time for a movie to get made. Yeah, but they got it in under
1: 15 years.
0: (laughs) You know, I will, I'll tell you this. It is one of the few movies that you can say without a doubt, survived development hell for that long and got made.
1: Yeah. It's pretty impressive.
0: I think there is a handful of movies you could say that about. And, and I could probably think of less than five right now. So having not
2: seen the movie, I'll say that I think part of the reason for that one, you have Dwayne Johnson, this rising star who is actually dedicated to the role and wanting to play it. And he is like Mr. Squeaky clean box office smash. So if he wants something to happen, he can kind of make it happen. And you also have this aspect of from like I don't really know the character. Cause I don't really read Shazam comics or Black Adam comics. I guess if he has his own series, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but from people that do, they all seem to think he was perfect for the role. Yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but if you have this, you know, box office megastar. Really behind a project, especially at DC, where they need that kind of thing to be a success, right now. Um, it get keeping it rolling makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think so, DC is definitely relying on the Rock's star power to get this movie going.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been That's out for, for sure. what, like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks.
0: Uh, uh since, like, no, October it, at this. Yeah, movie. it came out end of October, twenty first, twenty first of October. So like four We're... weeks, five weeks. Five. Yeah, five, five, six, somewhere in there, because we're we're December first, so yeah, five, five, six weeks, you know, month and a half ish. Yeah. Okay. Um. So just a couple quick numbers. Uh, box office for Black Adam opening weekend domestic sixty seven million dollars. Uh, current worldwide total three hundred seventy eight million. When I tried to look up the budget, they were saying between one hundred ninety five and two hundred million for the budget for this movie.
2: So. To break even, it's still got a way to go.
0: Yeah, you're figuring... it's Usually the general rule of thumb is doubling the budget to break even. So you're figuring $400 million worldwide to just break even for the movie, which currently they're still under that. Not by much. They still could hit that number because I think it's still in theaters floating around. But, you know, it's still got a little bit of ways to go. For what probably they were expecting to be this big draw... Probably I would think they predict at least five hundred million for this movie based on the rock star power and superhero movies in general, but I didn't actually look up to see how it compares to other DC properties. Like maybe this is a good amount of money for a DC superhero movie.
1: Well, it was an it was an odd time, in my opinion, it was an odd time to release it toward the end of October in the middle of horror movie season. Yes, it can be counter programming, you could argue, but it was also two weeks, what, two, three weeks before, less than a month. It was within a month of the release of Black Panther. Yeah. And I just think the time of year, like, this would have been good in August.
2: I know you're going to hit it later as far as, like, Black Panther numbers. I assume you yeah. have those. Yes. Has Black Panther already earned more than Black Adam? Yes. Oh, God, There yeah. you go. I assumed that to be true. I just wanted to say, look, Black Panthers had less than half the run in theaters than Black Adam, and it's already earned more. Yeah. So it should not have tried to
1: compete with it. I'll I'll squeak in real quick. I did look up that episode of the DC Fandom discussion. It was episode 198 from September 7th of
0: 2020. There you go. It feels like ages ago right now.
1: It does. It's not
2: that long ago, but it feels forever we've all aged 10 years because of 2020 oh for
0: sure yes yeah i agree um so that's all i got for for prefacing the movie um like i said josh and i are the only ones that seen it so we'll try to talk quickly and just kind of general spoiler free this was originally intended just to be a black panther episode then josh was like i kind of want to talk about black adam so we're going to just kind of shoehorn this in there a little bit so josh what do you want to talk about black adam
1: okay so brian you you got to see this before i did and one comment you made to me, uh, which granted means like I wasn't going into it completely, completely pure because I had you know someone's opinion going in. I planted the seed. You, yeah, you incepted me. Uh, <laughs> you had said basically like the story suffered, and there's just a lot of like action piece followed by action piece followed by action piece, which yeah. was not wrong. Um, I, I, I do think that like there, there was there was a story you could follow like i wasn't lost i just didn't care yeah that was a lot of it too um there there was there was i didn't understand why black adam want i don't understand what he wanted and i don't understand why he, the character does what he does throughout the time that we see with him it's a very short time frame that it takes place yeah um it, it happens very quickly and even even the other characters because this is spoiler free so it's just like the the other characters involved there's a there's a team involved um you don't really know why they're they are there it's it's just not fleshed out very well i don't know if they expected to like drop you in the middle of a story and just hope you take it for granted and you're like all right i'm along for the ride and i don't care about all these other things but the all the things it's missing holds you back from being just from it being better storytelling. Yeah. So, so it really does just see it, it. It therefore highlights the fact that in order to compensate for that, it jumps from action sequence to action sequence, to action sequence, because yeah, there's just not as much of a, of a story there. And I, I don't really know what it's about per se. Like I, like I said, I followed it. I understood what they put in front of me. But there's just so much missing from it. Now, I will say this, and, and this is why when we say we we're going to do Black Panther, I wanted to bring this up. I, I have heard several of my uh, Black friends, and I have heard from several um, Black journalists and cultural writers, podcasters, etc. In the intervening years since Black Panther came out, make their remarks about what the idea of Wakanda felt to them and having this like representation on, on screen in a way. Now you, this, this world that inhabits for black Adam is, is, is a fictional middle Eastern country. Um, which is not represented in the same way as Black Panther as uh, of Wakanda or rather of being, you know, like this hidden technological Marvel and advanced society and whatnot. But I actually was very impressed and very taken with the idea that it, it did seem to be a bit of a parallel to me that I'm not going to s- try to, to pretend to speak for people of, you know, Middle Eastern or Arabian or Arab uh, uh, heritage, culture, any of that, but the setting of the story and the way that it positioned the people affected by the story, I actually saw a lot of parallels between how Wakanda sits for Black Panther and how the city in Black Adam stood with with that.
0: Yeah, with, I could see that it, yeah. in a way,
1: and and actually, I, I was. Like I said, I, I enjoyed that part of it, and I was very impressed by the way that that was handled.
0: Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is representation matters, right? So it's nice to see a focus somewhere else that's not white America.
1: V- very much, and also not done in a way that, um, in my opinion, wasn't, wasn't inherently done just in a way of, okay, even though this is fictional Middle East – on planet earth, it's of course, um, you know, run by a, it's a destructive government run by, uh, you know, an ISIS type substitute, uh, substitute organization. Like it, it didn't seem like they were trying to, even most media, I mean, look, look at something like the show 24, look at the recent Amazon show, Jack Ryan. Even now, still 20 years after 9-11, depictions of a Middle Eastern city, Middle Eastern c- government, society, all of it, it, it seems to still be very, like, locked by, by the way that American, especially American television and movies are made, locked into a very, like, one-dimensional kind of imagination. Yeah. Um, this didn't do that. It really didn't. It, 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 was, it was a country in turmoil, but it could have been any country in turmoil. It happened to be in 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 a fictitious country of that part of the world. Right? But yeah. um but I think that was handled in a very, very good way. And and I will I will give that as a very big positive.
0: Um, do you have anything else you wanna add generally for the movie? I got like a couple bullet point stuff I'll try to get through quickly.
1: You 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 hit yours, maybe it'll spur some thoughts.
0: Um all right, I I felt underwhelmed by this one. I I don't know what I expected going into Black Adam. I don't think the bar was high. Definitely not as high as expectations that I think I had for Wakanda Forever. But I still just kind of walked out going me. I, I I don't know. I like. I it felt like a movie that should have been made in two thousand seven. That was just yeah. straight up a lot of action. It it was short on story and character for me. It like it tried. It tried to take itself seriously. It tried to really lay the groundwork for this character and have you care about black Adam. And I did not give a shit. Yeah. Like basically anybody in the story I didn't care about, which really had a hard time for me just latching on to something to want to keep me invested in what was going on. I, it's one of those movies I feel like you're watching and then you're looking at your watch, like, okay, how, how much is left? Like, then that's a bad sign for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the tone maybe kind of seemed off. I don't know if it took itself too seriously. Like, it tries to put comedic moments in there, but most of them didn't land for me for some reason. Um,
1: there was a few that hit for me I appreciated.
0: The the one brother character, he was the one that made me laugh a couple times. That was it. And I can't remember specifically what he did, but I remember laughing at the, some of the lines and stuff he had. Um, brother? Yeah, the, 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 the bigger guy with the glasses that's... Uh, Macho man. What?
2: I don't know. You're saying brother a lot and macho big guy with glasses. That sounds like macho. Man. Yeah. I don't remember yet? his
0: name. Cause it's been, I've been, a, you know, I'm a month removed from seeing the movie now. So I don't remember.
1: Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Okay. okay. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah but, the, go the, the
0: main girl's brother, right. Yep, that yep. lived with them.
1: Uh, yep. I'm with you.
0: Um, another thing I think, uh, the, so the, the part of the history that I talked about, like the timeline and stuff, how, uh, they talked about putting Shazam and black Adam in a story together and having them share an origin story. And then whether they branch out or if they're, you know, black Adams, the antagonist of the, that story and then goes off to his own thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. I almost wanted to see that a lot because after seeing Shazam and seeing this, their origins are the same. Yep. Black Adam literally says Shazam to strike his powers and become that person and there's no mention of fucking Shazam if this is supposed to be some sort of tied universe why the story that i am familiar with and this is based on like wikipedia articles or some some summary i found online black adam gets the powers of shazam first he abuses them does them wrong and they are they are he's like cast out for them and then they're given to billy batson to have someone better in charge of those powers and use them that's a compelling story to me i i don't know if they could have made that you know It's tough when you're doing two simultaneous origin stories in one movie, if that would be enough to to keep someone's interest and give each character enough screen time to care about both of them. I don't know. But to me, that sounds like a better story than what we got in this movie. So I don't know if they're eventually going to cross-pass somewhere down the line. We know we're getting a Shazam 2. I'd love to see Shazam and Black Adam cross-pass on screen. I still want that. I think maybe they're going to get there a roundabout way, maybe sometime, maybe. but I'd still like to see so- that.
1: Yeah, and there, my counter to that would be that there is a post-credit scene to this that I won't describe.
0: That, that was ruined by fucking Dwayne the Johnson himself in the press Dwayne junket. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, really? I didn't Dwayne hear the that. Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne Dwayne the <laughs> fucking. I was gonna say Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I just skipped it. But after I already said the. So, <laughs> that, that, but that's what you know, I'm it's a new nickname for him. Dwayne for the him. Johnson. Um, I mean,
2: it'll get him the ladies.
0: Yeah, he. I, I I don't even really want to say what he said because it's not, it's not hiding it. I'll tell you after the, uh, after the show for people listening, I'm going to, I'm not uh, say it now, but yeah, he's, he's trying to tease the, the post credit scene, the phrasing he used to tease it gave the whole fucking thing away that I was not surprised at all for a moment that I thought should have been very cool.
2: To be fair, I even I know, having not seen the movie, what the post-credits see oh, yeah, is because everywhere. of what you're talking about. Because of Literally two days there.
0: after the movie released, it was all over the internet. Between him well, it, posting about it himself, you know, another character actor showing up online and just talking freely about it after two days. Like, no one gives people the time to get out and see these things. It's like, if you don't see it opening weekend, you are fucked.
1: Yep. Well, And, and then they use that as the additional marketing fodder like right oh, the next what, commercial that, after that is, it, that is right. you're
0: basically seeing the end credit scene like oh come look at this well you just right. showed us the 30 second clip you're gonna see in the movie so what the yeah. fuck do i care now but uh that's a sore spot for me i'm sorry I, yeah I, I, no i i didn't hear yeah, it sure that if, ahead of time but yeah I, I think into it you know yeah I, the fun for, this is this is my personal opinion the fun for me for seeing a movie is being surprised If the surprises are ruined before going into the movie, I'm already having a sour experience. And And if it's done by the fucking studio that makes the movie, that's just shit marketing. And you guys don't know how to sell your product. That pisses me off.
2: And with this discussion today being about Black Panther as well, there is something that happens there specifically similar that they kept under wraps that I knew nothing about when I saw the movie. And I was so excited for it. We'll talk about it when the time comes and we get to spoilers for that. But comparing I mean, the Marvel... two and how they handled it, one hit and the other one I already know about isn't going to hit because I know about it having seen nothing of the movie.
0: So Marvel knows how to hide their end credits and the, the way they get spoiled is from just the internet in general, which is bound to happen regardless. That's just why you know people yeah. like Josh and I, probably even Mike too, just avoid certain sections of the internet around release day because you know <laughs> that stuff is going to leak and you don't want to hear about it. But, and at least Marvel, I think, has done a pretty good job of, yes, they might eventually include that stuff in marketing and commercials somewhere down the line, but they give you two to three weeks to see the movie before that stuff shows up in the commercials. And I respect that.
2: And to be fair, I'm not even referring to the post-credits of Black Oh, uh, okay. All
0: yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what I was as, thinking as, of. As, but... uh,
1: cl- closing remarks, I'll say, just for listeners, this is, is not spoilers, it's just, it's in the trailers, previews, if you would see it, but... This this Black Adam movie features Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Adam Smasher, and a character called Cyclone. All of these other th- all these other characters are a part of this story. And while the acting wasn't wasn't bad, I, I thought it was good. Even with those actors, like Aldous Hodge is playing Hawkman, fricking Pier- they got they DC pulled one of the miracles and got Pierce Brosnan into a comic book movie. To play he was my
0: favorite part of the movie. Dr. Down. Fate. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's good. His acting is good. It's there. It's just you. They, Like I said, they dropped you in the middle of something, hoping you're going to care about it, but they didn't give you enough to go on to care about anybody in the story. That's the unfortunate part. If you want a good, I, I honestly, it, it's a good two hour popcorn flick. There's really nothing wrong yeah. with it in that. Regard. If you want to watch something, the cinematography, the coloration, the color palette, um, the tone, like the, the 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 visual tone, is interesting. There's some stuff happening. Go enjoy it. Have fun. There's some a couple of laugh points for me that hit. It's fine. But is this another stumble for them? Yes, I do think so.
0: Yeah, I think they expect. Like I said, I think they expected this movie to do a lot better than what it did. I think it still did fine. I don't think it did the numbers they want it to hit and we'll see what happens. Like, I think the rock has enough star power that they're going to push a sequel out. Regardless. It doesn't matter what this movie did. They're going to put money behind another one and
1: and go forward. We'll see if this is part of
0: James Gunn's DC plans going forward. But
1: so like if I could summarize, it just occurred to me, if I could summarize my feeling on it, it would be in, in the trailers. They have this moment just because, you know, they're going to set him apart again, anti-hero. And he's so different where Hawkman says to black Adam, heroes don't kill people and the rock very intensely says well i do (laughs) okay i still don't know why he wants to kill people yeah i don't know why he cares about that i don't know why that's okay to him i don't know why he feels that's uh, and it's not even about having to make it okay it's just i don't i don't know why he feels that way i don't know why they did not they didn't understand the assignment
0: yeah and maybe, you know, That's maybe I'll say. like this more in repeat viewings, but after just, I've only seen it once. I try to go see some of these movies twice, but I literally had no desire to go back and see it anytime soon. So I was like, eh, if I watch it later, it'll be on home video or something. But
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's going to be on HBO Max within probably two to three weeks.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I guess by, if they follow there. I haven't heard the, I haven't looked to see what the date is,
1: but yeah, it's I guess if they Amazon follow there. It's
2: on Amazon now to rent. You can, for like the $20
1: rental. Yeah. Like if they're still going with 45 or 60 days, if they're going with 60 days, that's coming up in two to three weeks.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what Warner, Brothers, What like, it's hard for me to remember what the deal was after the, the year where they were releasing stuff all the time on HBO max. Like, are they, they pushing it out to 45 days? Is it 90 days? I don't remember what the, what the time frame is, is it,
2: anymore. Mm-hmm. Godzilla versus Kong was the last one to get put on there. Wasn't it?
1: Well, there, uh, there was maybe. something earlier. Um, I th- don't worry. I mean, the Darwin. Batman came
0: out this year. How long did it take for the Batman to get on HBO Max?
1: No, I mean like to a, like fully release.
2: Like I guess like same day as theater is what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, it had to be something the end of 2020. Oh, yeah, that right? that
1: stopped at the end of 2021. Um, I think Dune was the last one that maybe that's, did that. okay.
0: That's because that would have been November December somewhere. Yeah,
1: but pretty much everything that's been theatrical this year has been like a 45 to 60 day window. Okay, that's that's Warner Brothers property.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, when the Batman was, because I know there's another high-profile release yeah, that, was that ended like 45 up on HBO days. Max. Okay, yeah, so yeah. maybe there's a 45-day window then, so. So, yeah, I guess if you're curious, keep an eye out for HBO Max. Maybe you can watch this for yourself pretty soon. I'm looking at you, Mike.
2: Um... I mean, when it's on something I'm already paying for? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see. You
1: <laughs> know? Even it's... then, maybe I'll consider it.
2: <laughs> um... December 19th is the date, by the way. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, that's close. close. All right. Yeah, Sorry.
2: about, yeah, 60 days. Um, Yeah, I mean, I will watch it at some point because I'm still curious, but it's not a character that I've ever really cared about. Yeah. So it's not something where I'm like, oh man, I must see that, you know? I
0: mean, I think there's some cool imagery there. I think the effects look really cool. I don't think there was a problem with most people's acting. I think there were some characters that really annoyed me, and I can't really tell you why off the top of my head.
2: I mean, is it Fast and the Furious, the superhero movie? I mean, is that what we're talking about here, basically? Uh,
0: like, just constant
2: uh, action, like Michael Bay superhero?
0: There, Yeah, there's some stuff that I think the action definitely goes over the top a couple times. Um, Agreed. But, yeah, it's funny. Like, like Josh was saying, I think that for characters that don't really know what they're doing or care about, like, for a movie called Black Adam, for me to walk out going, man, Dr. Fate was pretty cool, like, that's a <laughs> that's a miss.
2: But isn't that Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Pierce Brosnan's fucking cool, so that's... Right,
0: but he has, like, the, a third of the amount of screen time that Black Adam does. That's all he needs. He's Pierce Brosnan. In terms I, I understand of cool, that, but, like, Rock's again, a cool dude call he's the not, movie fucking Dr. Cool Fate if Pierce you want to walk Brosnan. out talking about Dr. Fate. <clears throat>
2: So, to be fair, it's yeah, a cooler just, design of a character, too. I know what Dr. Fate looks like. Yeah. And it, like it, it's a pretty cool design on a character. But, but his, so,
1: his portrayal, and I, he was more compelling. You wanted to yes. know more about him. Yeah. You enjoyed the time you spent with him. Like Black Adam, you're like, again, I don't know what... I have no idea why he's thinking what he's thinking, why he's choosing what he's choosing, what he thinks he's achieving. I don't know what he wants. I don't know what he needs. I, I don't get it. I hate to
2: just make a straight-up value judgment, but Pierce Brosnan is a much better actor than Dwayne (laughs) Johnson. Dwayne Johnson is Dwayne Johnson. He is who he is in every role that he plays. It's a cool dude, he's entertaining, but is he ever really any different? Yeah. So, maybe that's why.
1: I'm just surmising Uh, without having seen the movie. Well, that's, that's much, much more than I we'd spend on Black Adam. So well, I was going to say
0: Josh, do you want to wind down and end it with a rating? I don't know if you have a rating on the top of your head for this or Either way, we'll close it down and move to Black or uh yeah, Black Panther after this. Um, rating or not?
1: I I'll, I'll give it a 5.
0: okay. Thought yeah, I'm I'm leaning go, like 4.5 to 5 somewhere in there for me. It's just middle of the road. Meh.
1: It's an average rating of 4.75. That's Yeah, yeah. Good. Cool visuals. I'll I'll probably like Sarah hasn't seen it, so I'll probably if she wants to to see it, I'll watch it again with her kind of thing yeah and i think
0: it's one of those things you know after another viewing my rating may change one way or the other but for now after first viewing after you know a month after seeing it that's where i'm at um, all right so let's jump into the marvel cinematic universe to talk about the 30th film in that series which is black panther oh, wow. or wakanda forever i didn't uh, realize so, it was 30 yep number 30 the film that closes out phase four um oh yeah that's right so looking at some box office numbers, uh opening weekend for Domestic for Wakanda Forever was 181 million. That's just uh, domestic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh current worldwide total 606 million. So yes, it did beat Black Adam's 378 million for worldwide and it's still making money. Wait, so Did it
2: beat it in its opening weekend worldwide? You said domestic was 180. Did it go over 370 worldwide?
0: Uh I didn't look at the worldwide for opening weekend so I don't oh, know okay. that in front of
2: me. I was going to say it might it might have done it. Let's just it say might maybe. Have.
0: Yeah, it had to have been close. Um compared to the original Black Panther, original Black Panther opened domestic weekend 202 million. So this is just a little bit under what the original Black Panther did. Uh original Black Panther ended its theatrical run worldwide with 1.4 billion. billion. I don't think Wakanda Forever maybe at the pace it's going is going to hit that. That's but a big number. Yeah, we'll see what kind of legs it has. I think it definitely has a chance to get over 700, 800 million. I don't know if it's going to crack a billion. I uh, mean, Avatar is coming up in a couple weeks, so that's going to eat some Black Panther money.
2: 331 million was the worldwide total. All right, weekend. so it's still so under a little shy.
0: Yeah, but it's it's pretty damn close. Um, I was trying to look up some of the records that Wakanda Forever had set in November, or even just some of the other movies that that came out this year. Top Gun Maverick is the one that seems to have a bunch of records for this year. Like, that's the movie that seems like it's it's staying power, at least in the theater, is the one to beat. Uh, The opening weekend for Maverick was $127 domestic. So Wakanda Forever had a better opening weekend. By far. uh, But Top Gun has been holding, has a better staying power in the theater than what Wakanda does. So... And actually, coincidentally, they just put this out the other day, Top Gun Maverick is headed back to premium and large format theaters in IMAX from December 2nd until December 16th. So oh, Jesus. at that point, like those screens by December 16th, that's when Avatar comes out. So they're, it's going to take over IMAX again. So but on a side note, for anyone that's listening to this and you have not gone out to see Top Gun Maverick or haven't seen it at all, fucking get to the theater to see this goddamn movie because it is awesome in IMAX. That is your PSA for today. You will see Brian there at least twice. Uh, <laughs> if you go just once, he'll he'll be I, coming I, out
2: of his first viewing and into his second as you're going in.
0: I no lie, I have thought about going back to see it in IMAX because I don't remember if I saw it in IMAX the first time. I might have just gone to Dolby every time because it was just so fucking good in Dolby. Uh, but yeah, and IMAX I'm,
2: is a different experience, so
0: it's it, yeah, it might be a little bit a little bit different, but still awesome, still awesome. Uh, anyway, so those are some of the box office numbers for Wakanda Forever. Uh, Mike, I know you didn't get a chance to talk too much for Black Adam. So for Wakanda Forever, general spoiler-free thoughts on this movie. What do you think?
2: It was very good. It was very well handled for the difficult situation they were put in. Um, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. Um, to have to make a movie in the way that they did. Uh, but they did it with class. They did it with grace. They did everything right um, in terms of handling Chadwick Boseman's death. Yeah. Uh, everything was done right, I think. Personally, it felt all correct. Um, it was... I don't know. I, I think in general it was very well done, but I don't know that the whole movie as a whole was great. Yeah. I think it was extremely good, but I don't know if it's getting to that top tier the way that the original Black Panther did for me.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Josh, what do you think? Um, I absolutely love this. I I went back. Uh, so so to, when we talk about like why you know things earn the money they do, uh, like two weeks before this opened, I mean we we had our tickets for our show you know the day they went on sale but about two weeks in, a, in advance of the sh- of, of the release I get a text from my mom asking my sister and I if we would like to go see this with her <laughs> and and she asks if well first she asks if we could go on Friday afternoon and like mom I'm not retired like you <laughs> uh plus it's opening weekend and and I know you don't pay attention to this stuff but probably the everywhere is sold out beyond belief. We ended up we en- we did end up finding like an early morning screening at a Cinemark at like 10:30 in the morning on Sunday. We found three seats. Um my sister has never seen an MCU movie. she doesn't self-assess i even asked her that day she's like no i don't really like movies they're not really my thing i can't pay attention I, i just don't do movies and while my mom had come to the um she had started bringing my nephew uh years ago pretty much starting with like guardians 2 And she would bring him when Sarah and I worked at the theater. And we would all make a little like field trip out of it. And so she's just kind of accompanied us. Like she came that night. I don't know if you guys remember. She came the night of opening night of Endgame. Like I got her a ticket. Yeah. She she came with us. I sat next to her. (laughs) There was a lot of us there that night. That is true. That is true. So like it kind of became a thing, but it's not anything she's paid attention to. I doubt she's gone back to watch you know, most of the older, like, phase one and two movies. But she said in advance, like, have you seen the preview for this movie? This looks beautiful. It is that kind of thing that is getting people interested in, in this film. Yeah. And at the end of it, my sister, and I think her and I for for similar reasons like namely the like loss of a sibling storyline but like given the comment my sister made about like i don't really do movies she was like holy crap that was amazing <laughs> um and, and my, my my sister is an educator so and she's she's a social studies history educator so yeah um That's at from, a lot of levels for her then probably. she came from a place of history social studies cultural studies etc she's like the production design on this and the attention to detail was freaking amazing like yeah yeah, that's what that's that's what they do that's what they spend all the money on um i i was really taken with this uh seeing it basically back to back i saw it saturday afternoon and then sunday morning um this i don't i think i think it's mainly the it's the actors it's the handling of the storyline i think i think to expand on mike's point about Handling and it, might The 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 choice of words of class and grace were were very very good, um, but everything that they interwove in it made absolute story sense as well. Yeah. Um. I heard later someone say that this was not a tribute to Chadwick Bozeman, but it was more of a wake. It was kind uh, yeah, of yeah. it was kind of sure after the funeral for an audience. But it was also the wake for the characters. Everything yeah. that they did and all the writing decisions they made a thousand percent made sense for those characters to lose a brother, a son, a leader, a boy a husband, a whatever he was to them, made absolute sense. Yeah. Um I I I really in like a lot of different I was able to connect to this for the, for the human side of it much more than I was the, the first film. And I understand why that I wasn't call it as much of the target market culturally for the first film. Totally get it. Not bothered by that. This one, because of that human side of it, that was put into it. um, This really, really got to me. I, I absolutely love this movie.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I, I feel like I got I got might have to be careful what I'm saying cuz I it didn't hit me as much as I wanted it to and I don't know why and I couldn't tell you why and I I just maybe it just wasn't a movie for me and maybe I just went into it expecting like my level of expectation was very high I will admit that so it could just be one of those things where it just didn't hit my level of expectation cuz like after After Chadwick died, I'm like, oh, no, what are they going to do for Black Panther? I don't know how they're going to recover for this. And then I saw the first trailer, and I was like, no, this looks amazing. This is going to be the greatest fucking thing ever. And then, like, my excitement then shot completely up and stayed away from everything until seeing the movie. And I don't know. I don't know if it was, like – and, again, I can't tell you what didn't land for me because I think, like you guys are saying, production design was awesome. Cinematography was awesome. I think all the actors did fine. The story was great. I understand the themes they're going for. But I don't know, something just fell short for me and it didn't hit the like nine to ten star review that I want it to be. Um, But um, I can't point at something and be like, yes, that's where it was for me. That did it. I don't know if it was the only word I could think of. And this is a terrible sort of thing to say when watching this type of movie, but I felt bored for part of it. And I don't know if it was just a pacing issue for me or what, but there was just certain times in the movie when I just started checking out. And then when I caught myself checking out, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good. And then it's like one of those spirals where it's like, why am I checking out? This should be awesome. Like, I should be into this. And it just, I couldn't come back.
2: See, like, I I think when Josh was talking, it came into my head that I can't point to anything in this movie that was done wrong.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. But
2: I I feel the same way that you do, where it didn't hit that, you know, nine, nine and a half, ten for me. Like, it wasn't there, but there's nothing I can point to that say like, man, they didn't get that right. I I feel like they got everything right and they hit the tones they wanted to hit. And you know, I don't want to spoiler my review, my rating for it. Well, you can wait till the end for that, but (laughs) it's, it's not as high as it, it would have been. And I can't really explain why it's just one that didn't hit the same way for me that I would have liked it to.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know anything else. General spoiler free, or w- I think we're we're ready for some spoilers. I can throw out the warning.
1: Yeah. It's
0: All not... right. Uh, so we'll go into spoilers. So if you don't want spoiled for Wakanda Forever, pause this now. Come back after watching the film. Otherwise, we cannot be held responsible if you hear something you shouldn't have. Uh, you have been warned. Spoilers to follow.
2: Wee Spoiler. Wee Spoiler.
0: You know, something like that. All right, we are spoilery time. Um I don't know if there's anything specific you guys want. I mean, we sort of touched on it in the general review. Uh Mike sort of talked about it too. But Josh, how they handled uh Chadwick Boseman's absence. Mhm. What do you think?
1: I I, I think creatively, tremendously um f- from from an from a storytelling perspective, as I said before, from the people who have to make art. Not having a real life person who previously uh, inhabited the role of of something, I, I think it made complete sense. Yeah, of, of the of the story choices they they made. Um, it, I think it was obvious that about ninety five percent of the Namor arc would have pretty much been about the same.
0: Yeah, if Chadwick yeah.
1: was still there. Um, you know, I'm not sure if and. and I'm not sure if his mother still would have ended up dying. Maybe she would have. Um, there's certain changes, of course, that they they had to make, but I I don't know. I th- I th- like I, said, I think from from the from the cre from, from just an art creation standpoint, I don't think they left any donut holes. I think it just absolutely made sense. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll echo Mike's words again: the class and grace that they used of knowing. Okay, th- there's real life people who connect to these things because it's art and because they're actors and whatnot so we're going to make something for you as well to get through that but we also have a story to tell yeah we actually have to do something so that that's why that I th- I think the idea of just like it happening immediately that's how the story opens he's he's dying he's dead they have a funeral and then the characters mourn. Your journey yeah. is with their loss, which is which I think that's maybe what I connected to because it's not I didn't have to focus on what I thought about Chadwick Boseman the real life person being dead the whole time. I was I was watching and, and they were not necessarily my avatar to that either. I didn't have to see myself reflected back. I was watching a sister struggling with the loss of her brother and the feeling of uh, her feeling of, of failure in not being able to, to, to save him and the, the struggle of a mother losing her son so soon after losing her husband, who then is also the leader of a country. I, I just got to watch them yeah, as, as the actors and the characters. And it was more of like a tangential sort of mourning that I feel that I did about mm-hmm. the character and about the actor as it happened. And that's what I think that they did successfully. It wasn't constantly of this whole movie being a memorial and or funeral to, to that. And yeah, it was I think always, I think that's why it, ha- it worked for me.
0: was curious how much of that they'd pepper in. Like if it would, if it just open the movie and be done, if they'd, if they'd really focus on, like if you'd see pictures or, or, or something of, of Chadwick or T'Challa just throughout the movie completely. But it does, like I said, opens with his death and then it shifts to Shuri and then she's basically the focus for the movie and it's just mm-hmm. how she deals with the that event and how it affects her. So I think that was all done like very tastefully and well. And I, you know... When someone passes and it's such an important character, you're always wondering, well, are we going to start seeing like needless, like, are they going to CG Chadwick into certain scenes or something like that just to be able to put the character there because it needs to be there for some reason. They thankfully didn't do that. Yeah. Any, any clips we see of T'Challa and Chadwick are pictures and and scenes from past movies that they just sprinkle in as sort of flashbacks with, which works very well. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, I was good with all that stuff. Mike, is there anything spoilery that you want to talk about for how they handled Chadwick or?
2: There's a couple things, in there, and I think I'd echo a little bit of what you said, but I my first point um, that I guess neither of you guys made is that they didn't waste time trying to tell us how it happened. Yeah. They did yeah. not waste time making up some story to have it happen. They just, we don't need that. As yeah. fans, we know. You know what I mean? We don't need that. It just happened. We accept it. We don't need a story about it. Um, And I think they learned because the way they handled this versus the way they handled Carrie Fisher's passing, and I say they because it's a, both Disney, yeah, was so different. And this was handled so much better. Yeah. And I wish they had done for her what they did for Chadwick. And I think they learned because yeah. I think they look back at that and they said, man, whoops.
0: Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna, i am going to feel like I've gotta bite my tongue because I'm gonna spiral into well, the movie itself was terrible and this yeah, no, was no, a much better no, no, movie no, no. than Rise of Skywalker, but <laughs> Yes, I I, refrain. I
2: Yes. But I think they I think they learned from that experience. Um because they had to deal with this twice in just a few years where it's such a central character to the story they're telling that passes. Yeah. Um so I'm very glad that they learned well. Um yeah, as far as that goes, it was handled so well, and it was so important that they didn't CGI him in any way. That they used just what he was. They used yeah. real
1: footage. That was really important. Yeah, and I like the moments that, especially in in as the credit as the movie's closing, and she's just sitting on that beach. The me- the memories that they chose to bring up all made sense for her. Yes, right. It wasn't yeah. just random moments of look, at, uh, look at him fighting Bucky, look at him out on the plains of Wakanda. They were all moments that she would have witnessed, right? Some of them they, to they, me they...
0: even felt like outtakes or bloopers or something from them filming Black Panther. It Could have
1: been because, like, like,
0: like the opening credits,
2: like the same thing that they did for Stan Lee, they did for Chadwick with their you know their Marvel. I don't know what you
0: would oh, call yeah, that. Yeah yeah you know, the the the, the, the logo. flip
1: page thing whatever you want to call it. oh god when oh man that that almost broke me <laughs> immediately <laughs> I like saw it was completely coming, silent so it hit me because oh, just because I of had, what they did for stan
2: lee i already knew that it was coming it was like when when they did it for stan lee it hit me sure Th- this time it was like i was anticipating it so it wasn't like a oh no
1: it was just like oh okay I didn't yeah. anticipate it. And the fact that like, it took me a few seconds to realize that it was quiet. Yeah. And then it remained quiet. And yeah. there, there's definitely just, there, there's a human response to, to silence. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Shifting a little bit uh, that one of the, th- I think the questions going into this movie was, okay, if T'Challa is gone, who is going to be black Panther? So we got that answer in the movie. Shuri takes up the mantle of Black Panther. Uh, I really thought that was the obvious choice, and I really kind of thought they were going to not pick her because I felt like it was too obvious. I thought they were keeping it under wraps because it was going to be somebody else. I would have put my money on Nakia. Like, I really mm. thought Lupita Nyong'o was going to be the Black Panther. But the story we got, it makes sense why she's not too much involved in the story going on and stuff like that. And I, you know... the the story of grief and loss and how you deal with that is very much central to Shuri's story, which becomes part of the theme of the movie. And, you know, it it fits with what we got. I think I maybe this is one of the things that just left me a little bit underwhelmed or disappointed just because I thought she was the obvious one and I thought the movie would surprise me a little bit more, but I get why they did it and it all makes sense, so I can't fault it for that. But what did you guys think of Shuri taking Black Panther?
2: I mean, I think she was the obvious choice. As you said, she's a member of the royal family. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense for that mantle to pass to someone in that line. And she's the only one left. Right. Like her mother's there, but her mother's an old woman at this point, And she's not going to be a warrior anymore. Just the yeah. way that T'Chaka had passed it to T'Challa, even though T'Challa wasn't king yet, he was the protector and it, it made sense for it to be the royal family. Um, having said that, I think Uh, Lupita Nyong'o makes a better action star um, than uh, Letitia Wright does. Yeah. Just in general, Letitia Wright is a very petite woman and I don't think she works as well as an action star and I think that's part of the reason why I would have rather seen it go that way but thematically and for the story it would not make sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, Josh, what did you think of Shuri taking the mantle?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Mike hit the nail on the head. It just, it, story-wise, it, it was the obvious choice. Um, I, th- I think the worry there is, unless you are going to introduce, like, if you're going to introduce someone, like, brand new, it, it, th- that ends up taking it over, then you have to deal with that. But, you know, there's only there was, like, a very small number of people that realistically that we've already met in the previous stories that could have done it. It was really, I I agree. It was like Shuri, Mbaku, maybe, or, um, uh, Napita's character. Like that, that's, that's really it.
2: It could have been a Koye. Like I'd say she's the only other person that would be considered. Yeah. Like nobody else is even in the conversation.
0: Yeah. And I really kind of forgot like that the whole, one of the, main plot points of the original Black Panther was that they, you know, Killmonger destroyed all the flowers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of forgot that point that, oh, shit, they they don't have a Black Panther because they don't have any more herbs to use to give them the power. So I, I was quickly reminded about that, I guess, you know, in the movie, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. That is important. Like, so that was, because it takes a while to finally see Black Panther on screen. Like, it doesn't really happen oh, yeah. until, like, the third act of the movie.
1: Oh yeah, like almost like closing.
2: Yeah, it's very. It's the end. It's the final scene, like yeah. the final set piece, if you will. That you actually get that
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: Uh, what do you think of uh, Namor's introduction to the MCU? We finally get. Is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first character in an MCU movie to use the word mutant? To use the word in a yes. movie? I was in gonna say because I
2: think they said it in the Miss Marvel show. They right. said it
0: in Miss Marvel. But, but the, you know those are Disney Plus series. Yes, part of the MCU. But I think this is the first they
1: dropped the M word in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think you're right because I don't even think in Doctor Strange when like Xavier or any of them are up there in the Illuminati. I don't. I think this is it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, right. and, I, and, I, that and, was my guess. I. I'm glad to you be guys fair, are case here. I, I would have loved if they had
2: thrown in the little flair on the soundtrack at that time.
1: <laughs> <Da-na-na-na-na>. Same. <laughs>
2: just, just throw it in there. Anytime that shows up, I'm okay with it. I mean, even yeah. if it's not in reference to a mutant, just throw it in every now and then. It's an awesome song.
1: Yeah. Uh, Josh, what did you think of Namor? I I really dug it. Um, I, I know it's a it's a big departure I learned from the sort of comic book. Depiction and background of him, but it makes complete sense as to why they did it. Uh, the 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 Marvel Namor is just like Aquaman is in Atlantis. You're 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 already introducing an Aquaman like character. Y- you know you want to differentiate that as much as possible, and I think the notion of taking it to a new, different culture. Also, that really hasn't been represented in a lot of different ways, like that type of like meso-Mesoamerican Mayan as Az- Aztecian, really hasn't um, ever really been associated with the idea of Atlantis either. That, yeah, that I've right. seen, you know, widely depicted. So marrying those kinds of things uh, in a way that we haven't seen before, I thought it was a really interesting choice. And you know, why not mix it up? Why why have more of the same? You don't necessarily need to make him, you know, uh, another hate to say like, you don't need to make it another opposing black culture necessarily just because it's Wakanda centered in Africa. Um, You could have, but you don't necessarily need to. And like giving, you know, yet another, you know, major uh, culture and heritage group um, that kind of identity uh, to, to focus. there. I thought it was a really cool idea. I loved all the set design for that the the underwater scenes where like he comes to like give the big speech and he comes down in his big in in those where it's like it's very muddled because it's all surrounded by water yeah it 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 was harder to see things and whatnot so that that's okay but where you got into like the the really smaller set pieces um like where he, he he's kind of like doing his like art and his like storytelling graffiti
0: yeah
1: i um yeah i i really loved the look of all of that Mike, what'd you think? I agree. Um, I, I knew
2: that they kind of had to take a departure from Namor's typical origin story just because Aquaman is so recent in, you know, the Hollywood scene and movies and everything. And it's still out there and you've got another one coming and they're already doing Atlantis. And it's like, man, they've both touched on Atlantis and they're both pretty big characters, but DC got their first to it. Yeah. So I'm okay with them changing that from you know the typical version of Atlantis to the version that we got. Yeah. Um and I don't think it really changes that much about the character in any way. Not in anything meaningful. They didn't cut out other characters. We got Namora and we got Atuma. So which I didn't see coming. I think that's pretty cool. Um I don't know if Atuma was in any of the trailers. That wasn't the character I was referring to, though. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, But what I would say about Namor, the design for the character, 100% cool. Looked cool, looked awesome, really dug it. Namor's wings on his ankles have always been fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, they. that's... yeah.
2: Always. It. That's in the comics. I am a huge Mutants and X-Men fan. And I will tell you, I love Namor as a character. And the stupid fucking wings on his feet are one of the <laughs> dumbest things that exist in the Marvel Universe altogether. And, that's and I don't know if it's all that's
0: it. something that like just is what me. Like, if I'm going to point to something to say that just pulled me out of the movie, it's part of that. Like just seeing him fly around with those little ankle wings. I'm just like, what the? F-? All right. Those like, make him fly. Like, yeah. come
2: on. Like, I don't need that. It, like, I don't need it. Yeah, you know, I mean, make them like little fins or something that he has that are just there. But it's not what's making him fly. He's just able to do it. It's just a feat of strength, like Superman or some shit. I don't care. Just yeah, it doesn't. He does not need ankle wings. There, it's or or make it so that he's really into like sneakers or something, and he you know he has like a pair of shoes that have that on them. Or I don't know,
0: (laughs) the the latest Nikes with wings on the side.
2: I actually think something like that exists, actually. Like, it's maybe not just like that, but I'm pretty sure something does. Um, but yeah, I I, I love the character. I loved everything about it, but the ankle wings are always going to be dumb.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that the character's really cool. It's one of those characters I think I know is important in Marvel, and I was really curious when or how. Like I thought I thought it was one of those characters that was always like stuck in limbo based on rights issues with movies and stuff that and I should have looked up to see what the what the issue was, but it wasn't it wasn't clear when or if we'd ever see Namor in the MCU based on that. So it's really cool that we finally get to see him and he's in like the Black Panther movie, this one. The guy that played him I'm gonna butcher all these people's names. Uh Mabel Kadina, maybe? I don't know. No, he no. was great. That's the wrong name. No? What? Oh, yes. That's Where's a Namor. Namor. Na- Namor was played Nemora. Where's was played by Tenoch Huerta. Yeah, why can't I find... Oh, there it is. Yep, okay. Yes, you're correct. I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, Yeah, he was great. I want to see what they do, because I know it's, again, it's an important character in Marvel. Um, If I remember right, doesn't he... Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he always have sort of a beef with, like, Fantastic Four? Wasn't he always, like, pining for Sue Storm, I thought? Well,
2: she was pining for him, too. They are... Like a forbidden love kind of thing that happens in several storylines. When she gets pissed off at Reed, she will sometimes <laughs> go and see Namor. Okay, because she can visit Atlantis in her little, you know, invisible oh, woman the bubble bubbles thing. Okay. she can go down there. Um, yeah. So that that is a big point um, of contention is Namor and Reed. Yeah, and the other is obviously with Wakanda. Um, yeah, happens a lot in the comics. Him and the Atlanteans and Wakandans are not friends.
0: Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, Fantastic Four is on the horizon. We'll see if Namor factors into any of the storylines going forward with them. That could be something to keep an eye out for. Uh, I mean, they definitely hint that we're going to see more of them and Namor. So it's just yeah. a matter of when and where, I think, at this point.
2: You know, I actually think, if I recall correctly, there is a storyline that exists that is canon where T'Challa kills Namor and that is the oh. Avengers versus X-Men storyline because in that storyline, I don't know if you know the whole story of it. Did you ever read it?
0: No, I know of the storyline. I think that was the recent, that was a couple of years ago, right? I think,
2: I mean, it probably six to seven years at this point, I would say. Okay. Um, the basic idea is that some of the mutants gain the power of the Phoenix force combined between right. them. And it turns Cyclops into a, like an international villain. Yeah. And a lot of the other X-Men join him because they're trying to like purge and kill Gene to try and get rid of it. And they don't want them to do that. Namor being one of them, the Avengers declare war on the X-Men, therefore, because they're all banded together because they do what they do. Namor floods Wakanda. Like, off the map, almost. And Jeez. in the end, T'Challa kills him for it. So it, like, it comes to a serious, serious conclusion between them.
0: Doesn't the storyline end, too, with, like, Cyclops wiping out Professor X? Like, doesn't he just optic blast the shit out of Professor X and kill him?
2: Um, that's actually toward the end. Yes, he does. And that's actually what turns the other X-Men on him and turned him into a complete, like, um... Asshole. (laughs) Well, no, no, like like, he had to... He, he, What's the term I'm looking for? Why am I missing the term? Uh, a, a, a criminal that's running away. Um, fugitive. Yeah, that's it. That <laughs> turns him into a fugitive even from his own people. Where, like, I think the only people that would deal with him after that point were Magneto and Emma Frost. Okay, for yeah. a good long time, they were the only ones that could even speak to him. And even they were like, man, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, I remember Cyclops taking a dark, dark turn for a while in the comics. Yeah. Um, Other characters we got introduced. I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, Mike. Uh, Ironheart, her introduction yeah. into the MCU.
2: That is the character I'm talking about. I saw her nowhere in any of... I saw one trailer for this movie. I didn't watch any others. Did not see any hint of Riri Williams or Ironheart. And I knew the character was coming soon, but I had no idea they were going to put her in this
0: movie. Okay. like I
2: knew Ironheart was coming because they announced a TV show.
0: Yeah, she's getting her own series. You know,
2: yeah like i knew it was happening but i did not know she was going to show up here and i did not expect them to give her a full suit of armor by the end of this movie i thought she was going to be there tangentially this was just introducing the person not the hero necessarily um having said that it was an awesome surprise i feel like they set her up really well but they do not give her um I guess like as a partial origin story for this character at the end, when she's in the suit and she's actually able to fight and stuff, I'm like, okay, I don't feel like they set that up.
0: Yeah. They're, they're filled. Like there's a missing, there's a gap there.
2: Yeah. Like, Oh, she went from like, I can design stuff and I've been working on an Iron Man suit too. Now I went to Wakanda, got some vibranium, got to make a really awesome one. And I know exactly how to use it in combat. Perfect. Yeah. Like, okay. I feel like that's a quick jump, but It was still awesome to see her and uh, Dominique Thorne is the name of the actress that played her did a fantastic job. Love her. She's great.
0: Yeah, I agree. Looking forward to that. I that's I think one of the characters in the in the movie that I wanted more screen time with. Like I I I wanted to see more with that character, which is why I'm very excited. We're getting a series because I definitely want to see what she does with the character with more time and uh, you know where it goes from here because. I don't remember if even the show kind of, or the, the her appearance here in the movie kind of addresses it. If she's just like, oh, I can take scraps and build some sort of armor, or if it's meant to be that she is some kind of, uh uh, you know, using Iron Man as a mentor or a reference and saying, yes, I want to do something like this. I don't remember anything like that. It was just, hey, I can make junk into something cool.
2: Yeah, and I feel like the first... Black Panther set up her storyline a bit with like that outreach center thing they were setting up. Right. I always thought that that was going to lead into how we got Ironheart and how we got Riri. And then this isn't that at all. Like she was, what university was she at? I don't remember. She was at some big, yeah, she was at some big university, some, something impressive like Harvard. It might've been. And it was MIT. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I was kind of like, I don't know, disappointed by that, where it would have been really cool for them to have found her through the outreach and then all of a sudden she creates this and they don't even know about it. Right. That might have been an, a cool thing. But I get where their storyline went with, like, um, Queen Ramonda kind of closing things down on the outreach and stuff like that, it seemed, because of his death. Yeah. So I, I get where they went. So it's a give and take, I think.
1: But it would have been cool. Uh, Josh, what did you think of Riri? Loved her. Um, I did have the spoiler. Well, I call it a spoiler, not really. But um, I watched the Comic-Con panel. Mm. Uh, okay. And she she was announced as part of the Black Panther cast there. Okay. Now, granted, as the movie was playing, I kind of forgot about her, though. So as her moment comes up and they say like, "Oh, she's a student," I immediately like that's when the light bulb went on, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was very pleased with that. I, I I agree that there's some aspects of her that had to move more quickly than absolutely made sense, but I think they at least did a a really good job in establishing her personality and I, oh, I, yeah, I, th- I think her behavior and her choices make sense. Yeah, you know, in, every, in in every moment, um, yeah, they're at the climax. You just kind of take it for granted, like, oh, I guess she's a smart tech person. She knows what how this works. Okay.
0: Yeah, like I thought there was gonna be more significance with like the name Iron Heart, and like you see her cut out the Iron Heart, and it's like, oh, okay, this might have some significance. They never explain it. You just okay, it's an Iron Heart. If you're a comic book guy, you know what that what that's for. But
1: yeah, I mean, in it's not it's thing. not like they ever give her a name though. No one ever calls her that yet. Right.
0: And maybe that's something we will eventually get in the show, like earning her the title or something like that. But I thought her personally, the fact that she made a heart out of iron, I thought that might be significant for the character itself, Mm. that she would have some some connection to that. And that's why we got a name or, I don't know, why you just cut a random heart out of iron and just not, I don't know. To me, I felt like there was more there that needed to be explained or at least talked about, but it never came. I
2: think we may get a further explanation in the show when she creates her own suit. Because if yeah. you remember at the end, they do not let her leave with her Iron Heart or man yeah. suit, since it's not technically Iron Heart yet. I don't know what to call it. Or any of the yeah. designs or the data. Yeah. So she doesn't get to leave with that. So she has to make her own again. Yeah. And I feel like that will incorporate her title in some way.
0: Yeah. I could buy it. Um, any other uh, surprises or favorite moments for you guys?
1: I'll just um, talk about characters in, in general, I guess. Um, I freaking loved Angela Bassett in this movie. Yeah. I really liked Letitia Wright, too. I, I, I was genuinely very impressed by her. Um, but there, there's so many moments that Angela Bassett just... the That opening with the with the united nations like I, I man she had my 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 the hair on my skin was raised <laughs> Th- that was a really good setup and
2: she did so well with this character this time around because they let her do it this is angela Bassett we're talking about we know she's a quality actress we know what she can do i just feel like the first movie didn't let her do a lot of it they didn't yeah. give her room to work, which I get she wasn't really a central character, but letting her kind of take the reins for large portions of this movie was a really good choice because she killed it. She did great. And as you would expect, I guess is the point. It's She is a great actress, so we got to see that in action this time. Were you
0: surprised they killed her?
2: <sighs> yes and no. Like... As soon as they pulled the two of them out of the water, I knew they weren't both going to make it, and I know that Riri's going to make it, so... Yeah. It was like, story-wise, man, they're dragging Shuri through the ringer on this.
0: Yeah, I thought but- it was going to be enough for her to lose T'Challa. I didn't think they'd go as far as taking her mother, too, but once it was there, I was like, oh, no, they're going to do it. <laughs> like, And I think
2: thematically or at least why they did that in part is because we see at the end of the movie, she gives up the throne. Yeah. And Mbaku's going to take over. I mean, at least that's the way I took that whole ending was like, Oh, it's challenge day. She's not here. Yeah. I'm here to challenge for the throne. I'm going to be King. She doesn't want it. And it's because she's lost everything and she just wants to go and help people. So she joined, Nakia and Haiti to go and do that.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um,
2: So I think her losing everything sets up what they want to do next for both her character and for Wakanda.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, Josh, were you surprised the queen died?
1: I I think so. At least uh, probably in the same way that Mike described. I, I, I don't think I saw it coming, but yeah, the moment that they show her still face down, sitting there, I'm like, oh, oh, nope, this, nope, they're doing this. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think one of the other surprises for me that I'm probably one of my favorite th- scenes in the movie was uh, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger cameo. I thought it came at the exact right time, and seeing that opening night with a crowd Like when it spins around the chair, everybody in the crowd was basically like, oh, no, like you knew something bad was happening and you didn't know why. So I think it was done really well. And I thought that was a really cool surprise. I didn't think they'd they'd bring him back, but they found a really cool way to bring him back. And I I dug it a lot. It was a valuable
2: moment for Shuri as a character to recognize where her emotions were taking her, what she wanted to do and what that made her if she did it yeah I, I think that really carried weight for
1: him coming back uh exactly. josh go ahead. yeah it, it i i i should have said to somebody before the credits started to roll at the beginning and i meant to because i had heard rumors for a couple of months that he he you know the character was going to be a part of it and it, it just like all the crap you hear with these movies like there's no reason to give it credence or not um but uh it did occur to me I'm like well how would that work and why would it that exact usage did occur to me okay that there that if he's dead that's the only way that you could really encounter him unless it's in some kind of flashback and i damn it i should have just like give myself brownie credible points yeah i should have said it to somebody but i i actually <laughs> sincerely did think of that ahead of time but it was used so well
0: yeah uh, last thing I'll bring up, uh, the, the end credit scene we get. So we get that T'Challa had a son with Nakia, which if I'm mistaken, they still just call the son T'Challa, right? He's just taking his dad's name. hmm Okay. So yeah, so I guess T'Challa in a sense lives on and we will presumably see more of him at some point. And I don't know what's going to happen. Like, are they, would you think they would give young T'Challa the mantle of Black Panther? Would they have two Black Panthers? Would they allow Shuri and him to be Black Panther at the same time? Or are we just going to stick with one protector of Wakanda?
2: So I have a theory on that that I had kind of ruminating. We see them planting lots of the plant, of the flower. Yeah. They have encountered an entire race of people that have much more power than a normal human that they yes. now identify as an enemy. Having many people have the power that what is the star shaped herb or something like that? Is that what they call it? Heart yeah. shaped herb. Um, Having many people with that
0: may not they can be. Manu- Wakanda can manufacture that now. They can make as many as they want
2: yes and i was thinking this could be superhero or super soldier serum type stuff um as far as young t'challa goes i was thinking more along the lines of perhaps like a young
1: avengers appearance at some point as far as his the the sort of the reveal of his son i i mean they might do something with that i i at the moment more took that as like a closure For the audience, kind of tactic. To be honest, I I thought it was like more of like a human interest kind of thing.
0: So just to kind of know T'Challa lives on, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, so they don't plan to do
0: anything with the character. We're not going to get him in Young Avengers or anything like that. He's just existing in the world away from Wakanda to live a life and continue on. Yeah, and that's just I'd buy that. that, That's all.
1: That just that's the way that I took it. Of course, I don't know shit, but that that's just how I took it. Um if this is one of the, the things we're going to close on, I will say the music, I have to point out the music for this movie again was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I, I, I loved like the original songs the, the pop songs that were written for it. Um, The score again by Ludwig, like whole, like it's, it's amazing. It, 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 it th- this might be the thing that gets me to sign up for Spotify and pay for it. <laughs> Like literally just to get this album because I don't I don't feel like just going out to like iTunes or a platform and paying just for the album on its own. But like I just want to have access to it. Yeah, Um, I might like I freaking enjoyed the hell out of every bit of. And I I I talked about the use of silence at the beginning of the the marble logo. Yeah, there's a couple moments in in sound design. In this movie. Um, specifically the fight on the bridge with Okoye, where there's no score. There's no accompanying action sound. They just let you experience the fight. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a really intelligent use of both sound and music and or silence throughout this movie.
0: That had another memorable moment for me just from a theater experience with people in the room. And Josh, maybe you can tell me since you saw it twice if it still happened Sunday morning when you saw it. Was you did you have a lot of people on the Sunday morning screening?
1: Uh yeah, I'd say so, yeah.
0: So the the moment when they're fighting on the bridge and the, the one uh Atlantean like uses her spear against her to basically clothesline her. Yeah. When we saw that the first night, like that got an audible oh, from a lot of people in the crowd. <laughs> did the same thing happen Sunday morning? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, and that's yeah, the stuff the, that's just fun to me. Like just to get that instinctual guttal reaction from people watching a movie. You're not even, it's not happening to you, but just right. to see it happen on screen to somebody else and
1: just go, Oh, that hurt. And a moment like that would not have occurred. If, if you had a big bombastic fight score going on the yeah. impact of the force and the, the perceived force, obviously it's all fake, but The perceived force of hitting a thing that we all know as vibranium that's so hard that's gonna wreck you and like it dislocates her shoulder like yeah you don't you're not gonna get that if you have so yeah like the 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 choice at times and not just in that scene and others where like i said the use of silence sometimes was just as profound as any song or or music they could have used um, I just want a real quick opinion from you guys, too. The fucking armor
0: that Okoye gets and the other uh, Dora, Dora Milaje girl gets, Midnight for... Angel? Yeah. I thought that armor was fucking stupid. Was anybody else with me Agreed. thinking that was stupid? Yes. Okay. I I did not care for that armor. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the design of it or what. I just... I always thought the Dora Milaji were so good they don't need any extra
1: bell- bells and whistles. Just get up there and kick some ass. I'm presuming it's a, a uh, comic book source material is. creation um i y- yeah i think but i think just it's a like, helmet i don't know something once you get to yeah, face. This, yeah
2: it's it has hair yeah i think like that, yeah, why the the would armor back have in the hair back. like yeah, yeah like it, it made no sense but at the same time we talked earlier about how fucking dumb the wings are on namor's feet yeah it, it just because it's in the comics and they follow the design in the comic doesn't necessarily make it good. Yeah. <laughs> they could have taken those wings off his feet and I'd have been fine with it. They could have made this armor more akin to Iron Man armor and I'd have been fine with it. Fair. Um, yeah. Improve the look on
1: things that aren't good to begin with. It's an in between of what you guys were talking earlier about more people getting the heart-shaped earth. Yeah, and I so think they're it's, they're, it, they're finding it, an in between of of powering their own people in different ways yeah yes and i had something i was gonna say that oh yeah i guess since
2: we're on closing kind of thoughts and adding things one of the things i thought was fucking cool as hell were the water bombs i uh, thought yeah, those yeah. were just yeah. awesome that was a that's not something i ever recall seeing in a comic so to me that's a completely original idea that they had that these people would use what these expanding water bombs or however the hell they worked. that was awesome
0: yeah i agree uh, Josh, you have any other closing thoughts or we'll get to a rating and close it down?
1: Uh nope. If I if something occurs to me later,
0: I'll throw it out on the socials. Okay. Uh then we'll get to our ratings out of ten. Um Mike, I'll just start with you. If you have one in the bag ready to go, what do you think out of ten for this movie?
2: I it's an eight point seven five. I, I give it just under that nine to ten kind of area. Just because there I don't know, there's something I just can't. Like I said earlier, I, I just don't have an explanation. It's not that there's anything wrong. It just wasn't up to the level of the first
1: one for me. Yeah. It's like that, that Seinfeld episode. There's there's a, there's a just a quality about it, right? There's a quality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, what did you give
0: it out of 10? I feel like it's going to be high. We'll see how high you go for this rating. 9.8.
2: Oh, very nice. Okay. He's ditching the quarters system that we had in place. <laughs> He's going to a, just a... Any number.
0: Um Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end up the lowest out of all three of us. I right now just have it six point five. And I it seems really like a big hit for what this movie is. And again, I don't have anything I could point to and be like, yes, that's the port that dragged me down for this movie. Because I there's a lot of it I really like, and I don't know if it's just like Endgame has ruined me for a lot of stuff and like that's <laughs> the bar for Marvel now. And like when I get to a point where I'm really excited for a movie, I want it to hit that level, and I should temper my expectations because not every Marvel movie is going to be Endgame and Infinity War type of stuffs. but I don't know. So I'm, I'm hoping that number pumps up after a second viewing because I did only see this once. Um, so I don't know if I will get to it again in the theater, but definitely when it finally comes to home video, I will definitely watch it again and see how I think the second time through. But yeah, after one one first viewing, it just it didn't hit me the way I wanted it to. And maybe, like I said, maybe the movie is just not aimed at me, which I am fine with.
2: And I, I think what you're getting at, I think, is less of a problem with this movie and more so a problem overall with Marvel's Phase 4, in that it needs to get going somewhere as a whole. Yeah, Phase 4
0: you know, didn't really have too much Marvel direction. The whole Marvel universe, yeah, it's all, it's all over the place. setting up or where it's going,
2: yeah. So you, you hit this penultimate point of Phase 4, where in Phase 1, which was like that first Setup we had for the original Avengers thing that ended with Endgame, we got Avengers. That was the yeah. end of Phase One. It's a much bigger crescendo, I guess you could say, to yeah. end on than this was. So I feel like the MCU kind of having this feeling right now, like we're we're going to find out where they're headed eventually, and we just yeah. keep getting dragged along a little bit. I think that's part of it is that I want things to go more somewhere all around, more universe affecting implications.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess on the outside looking in, like, you know, give it two years ago. I probably would have said like Wakanda forever was going to be the one to, or at least black Panther two would have been one to lead into or set up more of what's coming and into the phases. And now I feel like I'm more excited for Ant-Man because I feel like that's going to give us more of a direction to where the phases are going from there, which is a, sentence I never thought I'd be like oh yeah Ant-Man over Black Panther 2 hell yeah for sure that's going to be the more important movie
2: to be fair Ant-Man was the most important series in saving things
0: in Endgame so (laughs) fair yes point taken Um, All right. I think that's it for us Uh, we're going to close it down so if you enjoy the show please support us leave a five star rating and review be sure to give us a share on social media you can follow or subscribe to the show keep up with us on Spotify iTunes Google Anchor Stitcher Amazon hopefully anywhere you're listening to podcasts you can find us Search us out on Facebook, search for Guy and his Super Friends, or facebook.com slash BryguySuperFriends. You can send us questions, comments, top topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, hit us up uh, in an email, BryguySuperFriends at gmail.com. I haven't checked it in probably six months. Uh, it's still there, but if you want to hit us up and send us some surprises, that's the way to do it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BGSuperFriends. Uh, for now, we're still there. We'll see what happens to Twitter in the coming years and months. Uh, <laughs> feel free to follow me on Twitch at Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, Anytime we decide to do another live show or live recording, we will do it there. If you want to randomly see me play some video games here and there, I'll also do that there. And that is it for us. On behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.